0: Times down there, and not a hair on his head move. It never moves. His hair does not move. <laughs> anyway. yeah. Yeah. yeah, NBA Straya. let <laughs> like the guy from Creed. Hey, yeah. going. That's right. It's NBA Straya. It's Monday. Oh, bro, the start of a new week, eh? May 28th, it's gonna be May! I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer Sometimes, here in Larry Arma Studios, hanging out, giving you the lowdown, all the NBA gear at the moment. Just, you know, repping stray a little bit, that's all we do. It's a very little amount at the moment as well. Oh, jeez. Anyway, big show today, Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Well, Game 2 and 3's in there. A fascinating Celtics heat rock fight. The Warriors are unreal. <laughs> Jeez. Just demolishing the Mavs. Uh, so we've got weekend winners and losers. NBA Australia game wraps. We've got that's not an iPhone, mate. No, mate. Spud of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got dickhead of the weekend. We've got, yeah, Nas. We've got an unpopular opinion of the day. Change your shirt. And Outback take us. <laughs> We're serving up a flame grill take. The uh, Australian Player Watch. Very brief one, because Greeny's not doing a whole much anything out there at the moment. And an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence Uh, before we have a game preview and pick for tomorrow's Game 4 of Heat Celtics. Nice. And then we'll have a very quick uh, deli review at the end. Because why bloody hell not? It's my show. We'll do what we want. Right. Episode 821 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack! Oh, you better, or the chuck attack if you're that poor horse that he rode in on today. Did you see that? Charles Barkley riding a horse to the uh, inside the NBA TNT set. That was pretty fun. Poor horse is just like, dude, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> Ah, oh, you also better watch out for the voter backlash. If you're a bunch of grifting, do-nothing, fucking silver spoon crooks who have spent the last years, not what, last, last nine years, doing nothing but fucking setting Australia back. So, yeah, good shit. Good weekend. I Also, you better watch out for the attack of Jimmy drinking way too many beers at a gig last night. Jeez, Oh, mate, let me get a little bit off the hook. And, uh, she came with me. It was a great show. Went to the Northgate Social Club. We saw, uh, Wax. God damn, they're a good band. And one of my favorite new bands, uh, Team Jesus and the Gene Teasers. What a fucking cracking set that was. What a pair of bands. Also, cheap tins, uh, got on it. <laughs> right. A bit of a dusty Jimmy today, I'll tell you that much. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here. Apparently with me talking about drinking beers, but also with the daily. whip around a little bit of news, um, the Heat have, like, nine dudes on their injury update for tomorrow's Game 4. Jimmy Butler left Game 3 with a sore knee. Kyle Lowry's out there still with his hamstring. Max Struess dealing with a hamstring. Gabe Vincent dealing with a hamstring. PJ Tucker, you might remember him leaving Game 2 with a knee. And Tyler Hero with his groin, all listed as questionable. <laughs> A.K.A. we'll see how they're going, but they're probably going to play. Uh, the same thing goes to the Celtics. Jason T- Tatum, Tatum, Tatum uh, he's fine. He's dealing with a right cervical nerve impingement. Uh, not great. Uh, Marcus Smart obviously had a massive ankle sprain, came back and played on it. So he's dealing with that. He's going to get treated today. The Celtics are going to uh, see. We're going to see. We'll just keep an eye on him, eh? Uh, and Time Lord is feeling better with his knee, but he's still day-to-day and questionable. For game four. So a lot of uh, weird sort of thoughts going into game four about who's going to be playing. And it all looks a little bit up in the air, but at the same time, you expect most of everybody to play. Time Lord for me is like the big one. And Marcus Smart's ankle. Like the way that that went over, the fact that he came back in that game is crazy. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh, the Lakers, they're not getting Juwan Howard to coach them because he's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> They reached out there, hey like, hey Dwight, do you want to coach? And he's like, Not you, Jesus. Uh, he's coaching his two kids in Ann Arbor for uh, Michigan, which is kind of neat. And uh little last little two bits of news, Brooklyn Nets. An NBA executive was out there saying that he expects the Nets to match any offers for Nick Claxton. Uh the team's obviously gonna to try to keep one of their big young dudes as opposed to, you know, trading Jared Allen. Because they're like, oh, we've got D.I.J. Jordan. He's best mate with KD and so it's going to be fine. Oh, he's cooked. Fuck. Anyway, um, that's pretty smart, though. I like Nick Laxton. And last little bit, sniper alert Reggie Bullock. Uh, he won the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Justice Champion Award for upholding the NBA's values of equality, respect, and inclusion. Just a shame that that didn't involve hitting a shot today. So we'll get into that with the Game wraps. Game raps, game wraps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game raps, game rap. game, game, wrap, game raps. That's right, game rap. So let's go back to Saturday. I like doing this all uh, chronologically. You know, you could go, Jimmy, why don't you just do games two or three of Dallas Golden State and then do Miami Boston. Well, because my stupid brain is like, oh, well, Saturday, I remember that. That's when Dallas got beaten by Golden State. Sunday was when the Heat... Smashed the Celtics, and then today—that's fresh in my mind. So we'll talk about that last. <laughs> Never forget that I'm an idiot, right? So Golden State smashed Dallas, one twenty-six, one seventeen on Saturday. What a fucking game this was! Because really, you think about this in the context of what we've just seen today as well—the series. The Mavs hit all their threes in the first half of this game, and they've not hit a fucking three at Velo since. <laughs> Seriously, there was like double techs, like poor Davis Batans. Look at old mate, no mate. he got a double tech for standing up. I mean, he's going to pop up again later, but, you know, poor Batans. It's like, what the hell is going on? That was weird. Uh, but anyway, look, it was a weird, weird game. It was a weird game of runs where in the first half, uh, Dallas came out hard, Warriors ripped off a big run, and then there was like a 21-9 start of the second quarter for the Mavs in the non-curry non Luca minutes, and you're like, hello, what's going on here? And they carried a 72-58 lead into the half. And Luca and Jalen Brunson both had 20 points in the first half. The second pair of starting guards to each have that in a playoff game in the last 25 years. The other one was uh, Dame and CJ back in 2017 against the Warriors. But they were 15-27 and 27 from three in the first half. Since then! <laughs> has <laughs> not gone great uh, because it all turned. Scrappy start to the third quarter. Basically, the Warriors had plenty of chances to get it under double digits, but it was basically they stopped the Mavs from scoring. And I think the Mavs basically scored like three points for essentially half of the quarter in the third. And it's an eight-point lead. Curry goes to the line. It's a six-point lead. Then it's a two-point lead because the Mavs' offense just devolves into jack threes and hope they go in. And that's kind of my big thing, like, looking at this series now with two games. The Mavs have shooters that hope that the ball goes in. The Warriors have shooters that think the ball's going in, right? So, literally, it didn't hit. I think there was 11 minutes left in the fourth quarter. The Warriors finally got a lead. They had been down 19. Draymond, halfway through that third quarter, he picks, up, he picks up his fifth foul. And you're like, hello. Watch out. And then boom. Because of that, they were down 11 when Draymond goes out. He realized that he was sabotaging them. Skadooge! The Warriors kicked the fuck out of them from there. 14-7 start to the fourth quarter without Steph, without Luca. And that was like the flip side of that start of that second quarter, if you might remember. But basically, the Warriors bench came in, hit a bunch of shots. They go on a 34-15 to run without Draymond. Jordan Poole just takes over, completely changes the complexion of the game. Luke had fuck all in the second half. Same thing in game one. And Curry smokes a three. You can't contain Poole. The game was over. Like, it was absolute chaos how quickly it turned for Dallas and Golden State in that second half. Because... I mean, they outscored them 68 to 45. They went 6 of 18 from downtown the Mavs in the second half. And the Warriors, and this has been the story of basically the game, the Mavs keep jacking threes, going, nah, this one will probably go in. Meanwhile, the Warriors are kind of like, look, we'll take threes when we need to. But also, we can still just score two if we want and if we need. And Kevon Looney was massive in that second half of game two. Paul dropped 16 in the second half. He was incredible. Looney had 15. And, uh, you know, Steph and Clay just sort of kept it ticking over. And they won. They just ran away with it. So, pretty crazy. Dallas' defense just fell apart. And their offense just... I think Kid had a quote after this game basically saying, Yeah, look, when our offense is struggling, it means our defense struggles. And you're like, yeah, that's a really good summation. Because when their offense is shit, their defense is also shit. When they're both playing good... They go on these massive runs. The problem is you're playing the Warriors. You can only contain them for so long. And if your offense then falls apart, I mean, you've also got to play some fucking D. And they haven't for the last two games. Uh, Luke had 42 in that one, 31 for Brunson. Bullock goes 6 of 10 from downtown. But had yeah, fuck all in the second half. I think he hit like two threes and uh, two of five. So, And then today's out uh, showing out was not ideal. Finney-Smith had 10 and 8. Dinwiddie did nothing. Kleber did nothing. And the Warriors had 32 from Curry, 21 and 12 for Looney. He was huge, as mentioned. Clay with 15. Poole ends up with 23 points for the game, and the Warriors go up two zip, win their second straight game at home. Obviously, they're going to win today's game, go up three zip. But this was such a crazy turnaround, and the Mavs just epically shit the bed. That you're like, ah, oh, well, that's a worry <laughs> for Game Three. And you saw it sort of writ large as to what happened today as well. So, But before that, let's talk about Heat Celtics game three. This was a crazy game. Heat win at 109 in Boston, 103. No time, Lord. And Boston came out with about as much energy as I woke up with this morning. A.K.A. sweet dick all. Do you reckon they had about 12 beers before the game? Because it looked like at 39-18 start, they shot 27% in the first quarter, 16% from three. and the same amount of made field goals as fucking turnovers, Boston. The Celtics literally never led in this game. Not for a single second. They never tied it. The Heat jumped out early. The Celtics slept walk through basically most of this game. And there were huge stretches... In, like, the second and third quarter, where you're like, look, Boston can make inroads here. The Heat lose Jimmy Butler. He doesn't play the second half at all. And it didn't matter. They didn't get it back under 10, the Celtics, until, like, basically, what, deep into the fourth quarter. And then they get it all the way down to one. Like, they were down 26. And we all understand that getting back from 26 is hard. It's like a long-held NBA Australia, uh adage that... One of the toughest things to do is to come back from a massive, massive, massive deficit, get ahead and stay there. The Celtics didn't even get ahead, so they pulled all the way back. Um, but, I mean, they did like pull off a little run at the end of the first half to get it to 15. You're like, all right, cool. But the problem was they then essentially got pulled into a rock fight with Miami. So no Jimmy Butler. He's out for the rest of the game after the half. And then being played to a standstill in the third quarter by the Celtics, uh, for the Celtics, is just embarrassing. Like, the Heat are just out there. I think in that quarter as well, the Celtics shot the shit out of it. It was like 53%. They were hitting their threes. Miami couldn't buy a bucket. But the thing was, <clears throat> the Celtics kept turning it over. They had seven more turnovers in the third quarter than the, uh, than the Heat. And you're like, oh, well, <laughs> that's not ideal. I mean, just as a sort of general rule, to give up that many more turnovers to the opposition isn't smart. And uh, here we are. So it was very much like one of those uh, scores where the fact that the Boston Celtics spent that third quarter just turning the ball over and not getting back into it was going to come back to bite them in the ass. And that's exactly what happened in the fourth quarter because they never, ever... Like, as soon as they got close, you just like this sheer output of energy was absolutely chaos. Marcus Smart almost seemingly snaps his fucking ankle in half, comes back in, hits a three. The place is going crazy. Off we go. Here we go. We're going to do it. And they'd sort of just cooked it so badly in the third quarter that while they tried and tried to pull down this effort, uh, pull down this like deficit, they got it down to four. But it took them forever to get that rolling. And they never quite pulled off that big just fuck you run that like rocked Miami back on the heels. Like Miami just kind of kept them at arm's length and it kept getting closer and closer and closer into the last couple of minutes. And like Jalen Brown hits a three. It's 93-92. It's two and a half, well, two and a bit minutes left. Maxi Struess nails a three. And then the Celtics just gave him up the ghost. It was incredible to see that shot clock turnover right after that. Bam hits a shot, Tatum turns it over, PJ Tucker hits a couple of free throws, and uh, then just the slap in the face, so you basically go from 93-92 to 192 in about a minute, <laughs> Like in, it was literally about a minute, it's suddenly an 8 point deficit where it was 1, and then game over because bang, Oladipo hits a free throw. Celtics inbound the ball, Lowry steals it, boom, gets it to Struis, another dagger. It's a nine-point lead, 42 seconds left, the game's really over. And those turnovers, the lack of toughness, the lack of readiness for the Celtics, like, we've seen this before. This is the bad Celtics. It's the Celtics when Tatum stinks. Like, Jalen Brown was incredible, but he can't fucking dribble. The amount of turnovers he had was absolutely horrendous. Like, just in terms of the the sheer weight of numbers of turnovers, Boston ended up with 23, uh, 24 turnovers in this game for 33 points. Nine for the Heat. The Heat were on the road! This is chaos. Six for Tatum, seven for Jalen Brown. The fact that Danny Tice played 10 minutes and had two turnovers is egregious. Unbelievable scenes, but... Really, Brown and Tatum were the main uh, problems here. Like, 13 between them. And uh, it felt like every time Jalen Brown, like, drove, A, he was getting hacked a bit, but he'd just lose the ball. And on the other side, Miami, they played out their ass. Kyle Lowry came back, and just, like, for all the shit talk I've given Kyle Lowry heading into this series and how much better they are with Struess and Vincent out there, he does give them, like, Jimmy Butler goes out, and Kyle Lowry's like, right. It's fine. I'm just a cool head. I'm just going to, like, help you navigate the defense here and we'll fuck them up. And that's what happens. So, the story out of this is that Miami came into Boston and were tough. Boston, we're not. Like, the amount they hit Tatum, the physicality, it completely threw the Celtics. And then they sort of got nervous. Then they started turning the ball over and it just, like, you know, snowballed on them, right? Absolutely crazy. So, Brown ends up with 40, didn't miss a 2, which was pretty incredible. He goes 11-11 from 2. 3-9 from downtown, 40 points, 7 turnovers with 1 assist. Ugh. And they needed every little bit of it because Tatum was horrible. Tatum was so bad. 10 points, 3 of 14 shooting in 40 minutes, 6 turnovers. Unbelievably horrible. They got an amazing game out of Average Al Horford, twenty fourteen and 3 with 3 blocks. Like, shame on the Celtics for wasting another Al Horford performance like that. Marcus Smart was incredible. Uh, the boost of uh, energy he gave them when he came back and hit his only three of the game. <laughs> With that nice little sort of step around. Whoopee! 16-7 for him. Uh, fouls out at the end, but oof. Four turnovers, but what a tough, tough cookie. His defense was the only thing that kept the Celtics in this, it felt like, in the second half. Uh but really, it was kind of everybody else, right? Like three points for their bench guards, Derek White and Peyton Pritchard, which is crazy. You're at home. Like, what are we doing? I know that Derek White just had a kid. oh of 2 from the floor. Pritchard only took one shot, hit it, and that was it. Grant Williams, 10 points. He goes 2 of 4 from 3. 2 of 6 overall. Played his ass off, was an annoyance, but also fouled out at the end too. So, tough scenes there or the Celtics, but really it's the 24 turnovers. That leads to 33 points because I think they shot better uh, from the floor, from three. They shot 16 more free throws. They won the rebounding battle. I think they basically almost... I think they were one less assist. And then the turnovers fucked them. Like, it's absolutely crazy. So, Boston, hang your heads in shame. That was a game to win, and you shit the bed. Bam was incredible, though. You might remember if you cast your ears back to Friday's show. And the point was always going to be Bam needs to fucking show up in this series because if you cast your minds back to 2020 in the Eastern Conference Finals in the bubble, Bam dominated the Celtics. And he'd been shit basically in the first two games. A non-entity for Miami. He drops to 31-10-6. He was awesome. I'll talk about that more in a second. Larry at 11 points, 6 assists, 4 steals. Shot 4 of 11. Strews, 4 of 7 from downtown for his 16. 17 and 7 for Tucker. And, like, this is with Hero going 4 of 15 and 0 of 6 from downtown that he pulled this off. Butler, I mean, obviously Jimmy Butler going out after only 19 minutes. He had 8 points. Shot 3 of 8. But the way the Bam stepped up and just went right on my shoulders. Fuck it. Who cares? Off we go. You expected Hero to step up a little bit more. And the fact that he couldn't buy a bucket was pretty weird didn't matter. Oladipo gave them a whole bunch on defense. God damn, he had four steals. He had five points and four steals. Unbelievable scenes. And uh, it was nice to see. I'd like to have a beer with Duncan Robinson, get out there and miss another three. Great job, Duncan. Either way, Miami went into Boston, out-toughed them, out-worked them, and it's not something we are used to really seeing from this version of the Celtics since, you know, the start of January. And Miami, this was the one way they could turn around this series, right? So... After Boston split in Miami, win game two, it felt like they could run away with this right now, right? But nope, Miami just went right. How do we? Uh, how do we get in their heads? we outwork them. We're out tough them. We'll beat them up, and that's exactly what they did. And then today's game: Golden State one hundred nine in Dallas one hundred. Oh, geez, crazy bad vibes from all of this for Dallas, right? Like. They got off to a crazy bad start, not able to hit a shot for most of the first quarter. And it just had that air of like, oh, what are we doing? They couldn't buy a bucket at all. Absolutely nothing going right. And you're like, well, this is probably not ideal if you're Dallas. But somehow, a.k.a. Luka Doncic, they were only down three after the first quarter, which was absolutely incredible. Like the Warriors had made up 12. They were completely dominating the game. And then, Luca just got a couple of shots to fall and then hit a crazy three right at the end of the first quarter because Steph had shot <coughs> their last possession pretty early in the shot clock and sort of fucked it. But anyway, Luca was like, All "Right, fuck it, cool. We'll have to do something. He hits his only three. He ends up with 10 points in the first quarter. Meanwhile... What are we saying about the Mavs? They live and die by their three. They were fucking dying. They were three of 14. It completely negated the fact that the Warriors were two of 10. And that really is all because of, like, Luka hitting that insane three right at the end of the first. But then Dallas got cooking, right? Spencer was rolling. Brunson was rolling. Dallas turned this around completely, got up nine, and they were smashing them. You're like, here we go. And then... It all fell apart. It's like, what is? Look, Steph comes back on, just changes like the vibe of the uh, Warriors. But more importantly, I think it was uh, Andrew Wiggins in that second quarter, just going right. A couple of putbacks, a couple of offensive rebounds. Uh, Looney was doing work. I think he had like five rebounds in the quarter, and three assists. Like, just his sheer physicality and his sheer size out there was like off-putting to Dallas. And they ripped off like a 10-zip run and then it ends up being a 15-5 run to essentially finish off the second quarter to keep the lead. Dallas were up nine at home. This is where you put the boot in. It's the Warriors. You need to kick him. Stop, stop. He's already dead. Not if he's the Warriors. (laughs) Holy shit. And then the same thing again happens in the third quarter. The Warriors jump him out of the gate. Goes from a one-point lead quickly up to six, then seven, and then the Mavs never got close again. Not once did they get close again. Like, it was absolutely mental how the Mavs just like, cool, well, um, we got it back down to three, and then it just, it was never close again. Seriously, ends up being a 30-21 third quarter for the Warriors, and the Mavs just time and time again would have stretches where they just can't score. And... This comes down to shooters because they just don't have any other shot creation outside of Luca, Brunson, and Spencer Dinwiddie. But if you're creating shots and dudes aren't fucking hitting them, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be down a lot. You're going to be down a lot. And that's what happened. They were down a lot. And that's where they lost the game. Because I think through that third quarter, uh, it was just, what was it? It was like a uh, Kleber... Bullock and Finney Smith were two of 15 from downtown combined. Meanwhile, the Warriors would just go, Steph, just drive to the cup, man. And he's like, all right, sick. Hey, Steph, do you want to hit a three? He's like, yeah, no problems. Hey, Poole, do you want to hit a three? Yeah. And this is it. That's what happened in the fourth quarter. The Warriors just ran over the top of them. Curry was smoking. Every time the Mavs made a little bit of a run, boom, they'd throw in like a pool three, drain on them, get like a little, 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 just like pass under the bucket. And Wiggins would do something spectacular, like dunk the absolute shit out of Luca, And that was that. Like, Dallas, again, couldn't hit a shot. And this is the thing that we saw in game two. When their offense is falling apart, their defense just turns to absolute mush. They had more free throw attempts, and they had two-point field goal attempts, right? It's like, yeah, we get that you like shooting threes. But sometimes, yeah, sometimes, you might want to take a step back and go, huh, maybe Maybe we shouldn't shoot 45 of our total 75 shots from three. When we've got a dude going 0 of seven, another dude going 0 of five, another dude 0 of two. Basically, Luca and Jalen and Spencer the only ones that can hit a fucking shot today. What are we doing? They have zero, zero. Other sort of uh, plan, and this is where you miss like a Tim Hardaway Jr. going. All right, fellas, I'm just gonna drive into the paint. I'll get fouled. I'll just drive again, I'll get fouled again. What do you reckon? And Brunson, it felt like at times, like they were driving to the paint, creating shots, but if you're shooters, as I said earlier, the Mavericks have dudes who want the shot to go in, the Warriors have dudes to think the shot's going in, and Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleber, hello! Even Batard's one job is to like <laughs> hit threes. Like he had one putback, and so like, what the fuck is Batard's doing? Anyway, but... They just got run over the top of. Like, more free-throw attempts and two-point attempts in the game. So 34 free-throw attempts, 30 field goal attempts from two. The Warriors had 48 two-pointers attempted. That's points in the paint, that's mid ranges, whatever. And they had 25 free-throw attempts. They just demolished them. Like, it was crazy. And they never let the Mavericks ever get on a run. So the second chance points, the Warriors had 18 of them versus the Mavs 4. That's just one of those ones where you go, look, Looney and Wiggins tip-ins, it's uh, tap-outs, getting these offensive rebounds, of which I think uh, they had 14, which is double the amount Dallas had. And the fast-break points, it was pretty, pretty slow, but the entire vibe was like, yeah, the Mavs just, like, getting blood from a stone. Once again, we're just going to dribble it up, we're going to set up, And that gives the Warriors way too much time to just go, right, we can hang on D, off we go. And then on defense, the other side for the Mavs, the Warriors are just a whirling chaos machine. And they just routinely dissect the Mavs, which is better passing, smart passing, smart cutting. And the Mavs are just sort of always scrambling. So pretty strange. Either way, Mavs down 3-zip, Luca at 40 he had 11 rebounds, 3 assists, a couple blocks. He shot 11 of 23, 4 of 9 from downtown. But it never really felt like he was taking over. He was the only thing keeping them even vaguely fucking close in the fourth quarter. Brunson was good. Dinwiddie was good. Dinwiddie had 26. Brunson with 20. They both went, what, 3-6 three, on threes for Brunson, 4 of 10 for Dinwiddie. Everybody else, though, was the problem. Everybody else was shit. Like, seriously, you think about that. Luca 40, Brunson 20. Dinwiddie 26. That's 86 points. They only scored 100. Everybody else in this Mavericks team combined for 14. That is absolutely brutal. And those 14, I think, came on, uh, I want to say, five of about 25 shooting. So, yeah, not ideal. Not ideal. Dorian finney Smith with nine, three for Powell, two for Bertans. And Bullock and Kleber, zero points each. Like, that's absolute chaos. Brutal. Anyway, Steph 31 and 11. Great game by Steph. Just did everything. The orchestration, the dancing, the shimmying, the running over like servers on the side of the uh, court. 5 of 10 from downtown as well. 10 of 20 from the floor. Only three turnovers. Uh, Clay with 19. He had 3 or 10 from downtown. He shot 6 of 18 overall. And you've got to appreciate Clay just sort of each time just going, look, I've got to try to get my shot dropping. Just... Just bear with me. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, Air Canada. What a game from Maple Jordan. 27-11. and 11. Absolutely instrumental in them winning this game. Three assists, zero turnovers. Reggie Miller going, yeah, it's probably not a bad idea to foul the three-point shooter if it's Andrew Wiggins. He's like, no, Reggie Miller. It's always a bad idea to sh- fucking foul a three-point shooter, you idiot. Andrew Wiggins goes up, knocks them all in. He's like, yeah. Shut up, Reggie Miller. Anyway, uh, 10 for Paul Didn't have a great shooting game because um, he was kind of pretty well held. He only took four shots. He went two or four from four, uh, from three. Four or four at the line, but his impact is when they needed a bucket, he got it or he got fouled. Uh, Looney with nine, 12 and four. 10, five and five for Draymond. Look, it was from everywhere that they got contributions. It's the exact opposite of what you saw from the Mavs. They did lose Otto Porter Jr. to a... Uh, he scored and then... Um, hurt his foot. So doesn't look great for Otto, but at the same time, they're up three zips. So here we are. 3-0. That's the series. You got to think. I do love the idea though, that the Mavs could not be more perfectly set up for a, we believe Dallas Mavericks reversal run. Uh, You might remember 2007, the Warriors, the, we believe Warriors running over the top of the one seed Mavs. Uh, but the way this Warriors team plays defense and the way the swings and roundabouts of this Dallas offense doesn't make me confident that they can string it together and win four straight against this Warriors team. Like, there's just too much going on with the Warriors for the Dallas's defense to keep up. They're not quite good enough. And the fact that they can't really play Dwight Power much because they need Cleaver and he's shooting out there and they don't really have any other sort of Half decent options off that bench outside of Kleber and Dinwiddie. I mean, you'd you'd be tempted just to go fuck it. Start Kleber, play six dudes in game five, uh, game four, and that's it, right? But either way, Warriors are up three zip. Feels like they're going to the finals. Here we are. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> nice. That's a nice. Oh, how good was Kevin Looney in game two? I mentioned that. That was the first 20-point game in his career. Not just playoffs, both. Regular season and playoffs. He had 21 and 10. Absolutely dominated that game and helped them turn it around. I mentioned his second half was absolutely off the chain. And so was Jordan Pools. Uh, bam! At buyer with the 31, 10, and 6 in Boston without Jimmy Butler. Tore that game apart. He shot 15 of 22. He had four steals and a block. To go with his 31-10-6. and six. That is an incredible game. But how did this actually happen, Jimmy? Well, you'll find out The Bam being put in the pick-and-roll as the screener. Jumped dramatically from games one and two. Twenty times he was the screen in the pick-and-roll. Guess what? Uh, well, what we'll do is we'll use him to sort of help facilitate the offense. And uh, guess what? Oh, shit, it worked. <laughs> That's it. And then, of course, Steph and Andrew Wiggins today in game three. An absolute demolition job. Steph, 31 and 11. To go 5 or 10 from three, 10 or 20 overall. Like, just the sheer weight of confidence that he gives you and your team is absolutely crazy. But Andrew Wiggins, Maple Jordan, playing like the dude that you think you draft at number one, if you're the Timberwolves. Well, the Cavs. Uh, 27 and 11. But that... Fucking demolition job on Luca. That's like, yep, that's the series because Luca's now dead, and Andrew Wiggins killed him. Spud of the night. Spud, 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 spud of the night. Jason Tatum in game three. Jeez, yikes! He didn't score in thirty-seven possessions against PJ Tucker. Went one of five in 11 possessions uh, facing off against Max Struess. He had six turnovers and zero field goals in the second half. And it was absolutely. So he plays 40 minutes, Jason Tatum. He ends up with a 10, 6 and 4 with six turnovers. But hear me out. It might just be a game three thing with Jason Tatum because he had 10, 6 and 4 with six turnovers. Shoots three of 14 in this game, one of seven from downtown. He had 10-1-3, three, with three turnovers on four of 19 shooting, you might remember that one, against Milio it's our Gonkin for the good land, in their game three. What? That's insane. But at the same time, Tatum's just absolute spud-worthy performance, which, you know, probably cost his team a win. If he plays even moderately half-decent, they might, you know, pull that one out. Reggie Bullock and Max Schickleber, hello, just literally didn't hit a shot tonight. 0 of 15 combined, 0 points, 0 of 12 from 3 in 64 combined minutes. 64 minutes of nothing. Just dudes getting in some fucking laps. Like, Reggie Bullock at points was just like, shit, my three's not dropping, I better get close to the bucket. Kept pulling up from fucking mid-range, clank, clank. It's like, Reggie, if you're going to go inside the arc, just get to the bucket and get fouled or something, but nope. And Maxi Kleber was u- more useless than fucking tits on a bull today, I'll tell you that much, because did nothing. Did nothing. So the two of them, 0 of 15 combined, but really, Reggie Bullock, that is a Hall of s- hall of Fame, shitty Louvre, Sputter the Night performance. O of 10. O of 10, he ends up. That is unbelievable. O of 7 from downtown. Four fouls, zero points. He has four rebounds, four assists, four fouls. Zero of 10. O of 7 from the floor. There's literally two players with more field goal attempts in a conference finals game in which they didn't hit a shot. Trevor Reza goes 0 of 12 in 2018. And Fred Brown, the immortal Fred Brown, 0 of 11 in 1980. When there's two players literally ever in a conference finals game that's done worse than you, Reggie Bullock, where are you going? This is going straight to the pool room. Of the shitty Louvre. That's right. You and Dylan Brooks hanging out together. Game two for Dylan Brooks, I think it was, uh, against Golden State. Literally lost in that game. Reggie Bullock going 0 of 10 today. Hashtag, what is it? You ready? Sniper alert! Jesus Christ. Like, he had such a good game in game two shooting regression to the mean is always going to be a thing, but he does it in wilder swings and roundabouts, I think, than anybody else. Um, that was chaos. Absolute chaos. A minus five today in 40 minutes. O of 10 from the floor. Welcome to the shitty Louvre, Spud of the Night, Davis Bertans Memorial Hall of Fame. Even Davis Bertans isn't in there yet. Uh, who's old mate? No mates, though. Old mate, no mates. 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 Old mate, no mate. Old mate, no mates. Mate, no mate. mate, no mate. Who's got no mates today? Dervis Batans. How do you get a fucking tech foul for standing up when a dude's, like, fucking jumping over you? Batans is literally standing up to run back on defense and he gets a tech. Get the fuck out of here, refs. Uh, Tatum lying on the ground for two possessions with what seemed like a fucking separated shoulder. Jesus. You probably want to, like, Grant Williams, is like, oh, if I hit this shot, we'll stop the clock and we can get him off. What are you doing, Grant? <laughs> Fucking hell, the poor guy's, like, literally can't get off the ground. It was brutal. And of course, the White staff dude who got run over by Steph is very old mate, no mate. Steph's like, what the fuck, man? And dude's like, I'm just getting these guys' beers. You ran over me. Anyway, uh, Danny Tice is old mate, no mates. The Celtics have been outscored by 42 points in the 34 minutes he's played. When he hasn't played, 86 minutes, they've outscored Miami by 41. Holy shit. That's a big turnaround. And uh, Old Mate No Mates has got to be the Lakers, isn't it? Like Juwan Howard going, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I want to coach my sons in Michigan. It's easier. Fuck off. And Old Mate No Mates, Mark Davis. Ooh, because he's going to lean into pantsing the Night. But for being a coward and calling that Andrew Wiggins detonation... An offensive foul? That definitely old mate no mates. What are you blowing the whistle for at that point anyway? Just put it away, you idiot. Because the pants of the night was Andrew Wiggins detonating on a mid-air flopping Luka Doncic. Oh, he got me! He didn't get you! You flopping fucking, like, Slovenian dick. Like, what are you doing, Luka? Oh, bro, he got me in the face! No, he didn't! Stop flopping! Either get out of the road or play some actual fucking defense. Because, I'm going to talk about this in winners and losers in a second, but jeez. The prevalence of like, ah, I've been shot by the Mavericks against a team like the Warriors, who are like some of the worst at it, is just fucking crazy. But Wiggins, what a dunk on Luca! Literally sent him into the earth. Pack her up, Luca. You're done. Who is better than Lonzo Ball? <coughs> Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think going gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. How yeah, it Maxi Struis? Bloke doesn't get invited to the 2019 draft combine. Doesn't get drafted. He has a two-way with Boston. Gets converted to a standard contract. Gets waived. Signs with a two-way with Chicago. T- tears his ACL. Gets waived by Chicago. Signs a two-way with Miami gets that contract converted to a normal one, two-year, $3.5 million, and is out here hitting absolute fucking dagger shot after dagger shot, (laughs) dagger shot against the team that cut him. Six of 12 from the floor, four of seven from three, basically scores five points that absolutely put that game against Boston to uh, bed. Four rebounds, two assists, one block, 16 points, Maxi struess. Look, he could have scored one point or even two points like Duncan Robinson did in that game, it would be better than Lonzo Ball, who has never scored a point in the playoffs. So Maxi Struis, though, today, better than Lonzo Ball. Finally, Dickhead of the Weekend. Dickhead of the week. Weekend, uh Steph, for running over that server, just doing their job, and be like, what the fuck, man? It's like, dude, I'm crouched. I'm out of the road. You ran so far off the fucking floor that you ran into me. <laughs> Never yeah, saw Michael Jordan do that, man. Just fucking man fucking around with the dude trying to do their job. Yeah. Steph, what are you doing, you kid do Alright. I'll take a quick break. Be back with weekend winners and losers. And yeah, nah, it's right after all this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Miss McCarron. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington. Or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. Australia. Oh, my God. I won! I won! (sighs) (laughs) (acement) Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is... Me, Me, Kent Brockman. Can we get a shot of me? me. There you go. All right, weekend winners. Really quick one. It's always a bit of a quick one when you get to the playoffs because it's like, yeah, there's not a giant amount going on. And we've just talked about who uh, actually won and lost the game. But either way, the Warriors. Amazing. An NBA record of 26 consecutive playoff series where they have won a road game. That is incredible. 26 consecutive series. They've won on the road. Basically, says that Steph, Clay, and Draymond will get one in your house. They're just going to do it. Another weekend winner, the Grizzlies. Why is that? Jimmy Burke they didn't even play, man. Yeah, they put up a hell of a lot more fucking fight than Dallas did. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, it's also like their defense, like the Warriors defense has had that much of a harder time against the Grizzlies because of like the sheer... Uh, unpredictability, I think, of the Grizzlies, but it shines a greater light on how good the Grizzlies were versus maybe what we're seeing from the Mavs and just, like, the lack of sort of extraneous, like, weapons. Like, the fact that Dinwiddie, Brunson, and Luka were so good today and they still got their asses handed to them is fucking wildly worrying. But at the same time, like, maybe you throw Tim Hardaway Jr. in there, maybe it gets a little bit different, but anyway... Grizzly's got to come out of this guy. hey, look, hey, we're not too bad. We took it to the fucking Warriors. Eh? Uh, Clay, he's a weekend winner. He's having a pretty bad series, but it's overshadowed by the fact that they're up three zip and everything was falling apart for the uh, opposition. So <laughs> he's a weekend winner. Uh, bam is a weekend when he found his mojo. Love to see like a bit of point. Bam, bringing the ball up the floor, the big man. You love it. But some of his defense was just Unbelievable. And you know that when Bam's really rolling on offense, his defense just kicks up a notch and he just feels like the toughest dude to score on basically in the NBA. It's nuts. Uh, Jimmy Butler's a weekend winner. Sits out half the game. They still win and he might be good to go for game four. That's a bit of a win. You'd love to see that. And of course, Steph Curry. What a weekend winner. Just comes out of this smelling like roses. He's almost It feels like he's played himself back into absolute fuck you Steph form, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And of course, Maple Jordan, Andrew Wiggins stepping up big time and basically just doing this in his first ever Western Conference Finals. Just one of those moments where you go, yeah, he's 27, he's developed, he's gotten into the right situation for him, and he's delivering. The thing is, it's Andrew Wiggins. So, I would not be putting money on him to win finals MVP. I'm just saying. What about losers of the weekend? We're not losers! No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I wanna marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up Loser. 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 <laughs> losers are weekend losers Boston's toughness. Like, for how Ballyhood and everything that sort of turnaround from Boston so far this season had been, one thing was they were tough now. We're tough. We're tough. We're going to out-tough them. And then they got out tough by Miami. That's a bit of a loser there. I'll tell you that much. Jason Tatum, superstar credentials. A bit of a weekend loser. Take a bit of a hit. <clears throat> Just dropping 10 points. Game three, Tatum. Not ideal. Uh, I'll talk about this in a second in year hours, But at the same time, look, everyone has bad game. Uh, Mark Cuban's bank account is a bit of a loser. $100,000 they got fined because uh, for bench decorum violations. You got Theo Pinson out there being asked before the game to change his top. And he's like, yeah, cool, if you pay for it. And and the ref's like, yeah, I'll pay for it. Just fucking change your top because you're wearing the same color as the opposition. And then Theo Pinson was like, all right, and then didn't change his top. Uh, Now Cuban, you know, has already been fined. Might get fined again. We'll see what happens. Either way. Now the loser, Reggie Bullock, sniper status. Sniper alert. Oh of 10. Oh, God. Reggie, I love him. But as I've documented throughout this year, nobody goes from hitting a shit ton of threes to hitting zero threes quite like. Sniper alert. Reggie Bullock. Uh, Luca, and dropping 40s in the playoffs. Jimmy, how's that a loser? Well, they're two and six. They've lost four straight when he scored 40. (laughs) I mean, that's just facts. Uh, The Mavs' defense and their offense are weekend losers. (laughs) I mean, the defense... I've talked about this time and time again, about how the Warriors always have like a third or fourth kind of option behind their first initial action. There's just sort of built-in options where players are released, they know what to do, and it just absolutely, just routinely dissects the Mavericks' defense, who feel like they've achieved something by stopping them at the sort of point of attack, and then it's like, bing, bong, bing, the ball moves, they've got an easy layup, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Well, it's like, yeah, you're playing the Warriors, that's what just happened. And their offense, I mean, their weird obsession across both, actually, defense and offense... Their weird obsession with trying to flop for fouls instead of just playing and staying in front of their man like blows my mind. Like They hate the Celtics are also pretty bad at this, but they're also genuinely tough. And You know that Marcus Smart's going to flop. We know that Luka's going to flop. We know that Big Boudicca Lowry's going to flop. But also, there's something to be said for just going, right, fuck it, and just play. And when shit's not going the Dallas way, they just go, oh, well, I better try to draw a foul. It's like, how about you just fucking stop them? Just saying. Just saying. Just play some better defense. All right. With all that in mind, let's do some weekend. Not weekend winners and losers. Some weekend. Yeah, nas. All right. And they're brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch. Get your merch. Team up. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Yeah, do it. Get your merch, get your merch. Uh, and as mentioned, you can get it at the NBAStrayer.com slash shop site or through any of the socials, any of the good gear. Go check it out. Go get a T-shirt, get a hoodie. Uh, we've got to move a bunch of shit around in our house, so it would be really cool if I did, had to move some less T-shirts. So go check them out. They've got the rose gold. you got the logo tees. Off you go. Go check it out right now. NBAStrayer.com slash shop. Or just click through the socials, which is really easy. Right. Yeah, nahs. We're we taking a bunch of NBA storylines Lines, with a more year and more nah. Number one. Is this a Warriors sweep? Yeah, nah. Nah. <clears throat> it's a gentleman's sweep. Uh, the Warriors had to win this. They had to. Even Steve Kerr came out after the game saying, oh, nah, man, look, we needed to win that because we didn't want to give him a chance. It's like, yep, now they've got no chance of winning this series, really. But I feel like... Look, Bullock and Kleber hit a shot today each. Just one. Just give them one each. That game's a little bit closer, obviously. They lose by nine. You get one or two buckets from Bullock and Kleber. It's on for young and old. In game four, all the pressure on. They've got to win it. I expect them to hit a couple of shots. I just expect the role players of the Mavs to step up and hit some shots. And uh, we get a, like a romping, I think, for the Mavs. And we get to go to Game 5 and Golden State smash it from there. <laughs> so, with that in mind, from what we've seen in the East, are the Warriors now the title favourite? Yeah, nah. Well, yeah, they are. But also, yeah, they've got to be. Because they've just got so many ways to hurt you. So, Scotty Baxter sent through a yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Silver's sick of blowouts and got on the blower to the refs. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it's been a nice weekend where the games have gotten closer, even if they didn't feel close for large parts. But the Celtics losing their game while shooting 16 more free throws is absolutely chaos. But Scotty also uh, sent through a message basically just going, the craziest thing about playing Golden State is how you've got Curry, Clay, and Draymond, but then the second tier of weapons that can hurt you if you're not paying attention is just so fucking good now. Right? You've got Wiggins, you've got Poole, even Kevin Looney. Like, they've just got so many ways to go, right, well, Clay's not on top of it tonight. He's always a threat to go for 60. <laughs> but, right, we'll just throw it to Poole. And you saw that in the second half of game two, right? Like, it was the Looney and Poole show. And I think I tweeted out on the weekend, like, Poole and Looney. Looney and Pool. It sounds like a 60s British comedy duo. And that's who you just got beaten by, Mavericks. So, uh... That's just it. Like, in terms of the title favorites, I think their Warriors offense is just that much deeper than easily Miami, who've got Butler and Bam and a bunch of shooters and Kyle Larry, who you never know what you're going to get. And a Boston team that just Jason Tate himself combusts every so often. <laughs> and then Jalen Brown can't dribble. And Marcus Smart's a defensive menace. Average Al Horford's 35 I just kind of feel like the Warriors should be favorites, and they are. So there you go. On top of that, does Tatum slip out of that conversation for the top five to ten dudes in the NBA with another performance like that? Yeah, nah. Nah, because look, everyone has bad games. But I don't know what it is about Tatum, but his bad games feel bigger and worse than other superstars because of just the turnovers. And how you expect the shots to go in, and he just goes completely off the boil. But as I pointed out earlier, like it's so weird that he did the exact same thing in Game 3 against Milwaukee, right? Like the 10 points, the horrible shooting. And you can always almost tell straight away if Tatum's going to have a bad game because there's turnovers, there's missed free throws, there's bitching and moaning at the refs, there's not getting back on defense. And I think for me, he doesn't slip out of that top 5, 10 conversation at all, because yeah, it's only a bad game, and even then, it still doesn't feel like he's a fully formed player, which is crazy to me, not bad for a 19-year-old, but no, really, like, LeBron in, what, five years in, so if, yeah, Tatum's five years in, he was the 17 draft. Uh LeBron in 2008 felt like a force of nature, like, that was LeBron really hitting his traps, he's already taken a team to the finals, he did have a shocker, though, in game one against the Celtics in the semis. Uh, we had like twelve points and like ten turnovers and shot like two of eighteen. But he only had one of those games in the playoffs. Kobe in two thousand one was unstoppable as well. He had one bad game. He had fifteen points and six turnovers against the Sixers in game one of the finals. The rest of his playoffs were a fucking just phenomenon. And yeah, Tatum's gone up a level this season, it's year five, but part of learning, I think, to, you know, be a superstar is like learning to mitigate the bad and horrible games that you're having. And it's like one of those ones you go, Tatum, just be a fucking absolute maniac on defense then. If the shot's not falling, drive, do something else. And it felt like every time he drove, there were like at least two or three different times where he'd sort of look up or at least his head wouldn't even come up towards the basket and the heater just playing off him going, he's going to pass it. So that's where your turnovers come from because he's feeling a bit off. He's like, Oh, I need to go Kobe playmaker mode. It's like, all right. How yeah, about you just get to the basket and shoot? <laughs> like, I you know you're not having a great shooting night, but sometimes. Just get to the free throw line. Force the issue just that little bit more. And he just looks lost at times. That's where those turnovers come from. Like his playmaking at times this season have been has been really good. At other times has been fucking horrendous. So it's a bit tricky. Uh, but with all this in mind, can the Celtics turn this around? Yeah, no nah. Yeah, of course. Only down 2-1. Next game's at home. You win game four at home. It's a three-game series. And we've literally just seen them win in Miami. So. Uh but at the same time, it's a pretty big concern if I'm a Celtics fan. How many times they've lost at home. I think they've lost three of their last five home games, yeah. And should have lost game one against Brooklyn. So I don't know. But at the same time, I think they get a moderately bad Tatum game in game three rather than a disaster game they probably win that. And they've got to stop wasting these Al Horford games. I feel bad for Al Horford. He's like, God damn it. I am he here give you a 28-11 and, and you're wasting it. Especially with Time Lord being a bit of a question mark. But either way. And we had another one from Matt Coss on the weekend. It wasn't really, yeah, nah, but whatever. I uh, would hate to think what people would say about LeBron or Durant if they put up Tatum's numbers. Yeah, nah. Yeah, it is weird that Tatum sort of, I feel, in the larger consciousness of the NBA commentariat doesn't get the same platitudes, plaudits, or criticisms as those dudes. Unless you're like listening to very sort of Celtic specific stuff. And uh, yeah, if LeBron or Durant did that in a big spot, they get fucking destroyed. Whereas Tatum can do it and completely self-implode. And uh, cops a bit of criticism, but takes it on his shoulders. And yeah, it's one of those things where you go, yeah, you just had a bad game. You got to answer that in game four. Like do a Kobe in 2001. Just go, right, fuck it and drop 48 out of nowhere. Which Tatum is more than capable of, so we'll see what happens. Unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. look at me. I don't think Theo Pinson should have changed his shirt. I fucking love the gamesmanship of dressing up like the opposition to fuck with him. Like it ended up as a turnover last game well, in game two. And uh boom. But at the same time, good on Theo for going, I don't I don't have to change just because the fucking ref asked me to. At the same time, though, you're fucking with the basketball gods a little bit. And the ref asking you to change your top, and you're like, yeah, cool. The basketball gods are probably going to kick in the nuts. And I think that's what happened today. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't think Theo should have changed his shirt, but I think he courted danger by not changing his shirt. You know what I'm saying? And finally, our backtake house... It's Monday at Outback, and you know what that means? All right, celebratory new government. That's right, we've got a whole new menu at Outback. Oh, no, it's the same old one. That's right, we ran over a roux. Coming back down the road, big one, jumped out in front of us, big red roux, fucking took him out. Tell you what, tastes great, spitted, though. That's right, rotisserie roast roux. Only at Outback. And today's Flame Grill Take is... Adam Silver was at that Golden State-Dallas game today to see how much he could, A, find the Mavericks again for his bench decorum to fill those coffers, and B, figure out how much he has to rig the next two games for the Mavs to get this to at least a game six only at our back. 100% Adam Silver's like, all right. So I'm here, I'm watching this Mavericks game. I've got to put my uh, riggiest of all rigs in. (laughs) games 4 and 5 gotta make that money we've got like some of the highest ratings we've had in years I'm not gonna fuck that by having a sweep in the Western Conference Finals says Adam Silver alright Australian Player Watch right after Delhi this is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia alright Australian Player Watch Greeny Josh Green Breaking my fucking heart. Uh, So in game two, Greeny actually got a bit of a chance. Jason Kidd gave him a chance. Frankie smokes. Frankie need a Lucena. Couldn't fucking hit a shot. Wasn't doing much else good out there in game two. So uh, Kidd threw Josh Green out there, and he promptly bunged a three. And it's like Greeny can ah my kingdom for you just to hit that corner three time and time again. Because I know we all know he can do it. Just it should be right there. Either way, goes 0 of 1, so zero points in his five minutes. He had one rebound and one foul. And uh didn't get out there for game three. As a uh, Kid kind of just sort of cut back on the uh minutes for everybody else not named. Basically Luca and Brunson and Dinwiddie. So Frankie Smokes only played four minutes in uh this one, and yeah, no Josh Green, which stinks. Oh well. But Greeny! Gotta see hit those corner threes, mate. All right, let's do an Andrew Gays Grey Mumba Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. It's the first, and you the- Andrew Gays Grey Mumba. Wrap of- <laughs> it up. All right, Luca. So, if it felt like I skipped over his 40 point game from today, it's because. Well, that was his eighth career 40-point playoff game, which is fucking crazy. Here's the list of folks who have got more. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Jerry West, Elgin Baylor, Kevin Durant, Kobe, Wilt, Shaq, Hakeem, Allen Iverson, Karim Abdul-Jabbar, and James Harden. That's the entire list. And Luca is 23. (laughs) He also went past Dirk for the most 40-point playoff games in Mavs history. He's only played 26 playoff games. He's had eight 40-point games. That is absolutely fucking chaos. And uh, that is insane, though, as well. Like, just think about his 26 playoff games. He's gone past 800 points in playoff uh, history. MJ and Wilt, the only players with 800 through the first 25. So... That's pretty bloody amazing. The only problem is, for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence, sure he's scoring. But he's 2 6 in those games where he's scored 40. So, just if your mates can hit a shot, that'd be kind of nice, wouldn't it, Luca? Just saying. All right, what about a Paddy Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check in? And I enjoyed this one today because it's uh, Jingles. He's coming home. He's coming home. Uh, So Jingles tweets out basically uh, a very heartwarming moment where he's like, yes, two weeks till Australia. It'll be just under three years since we've been home. I cannot wait. Asterix, except the flight with three kids. (laughs) Which I love, absolutely love. Um, Because, yeah, I mean, it's a weird thing about the uh, pandemic you know, amongst many, many things, is that you think about all the flights that you used to get, or at least, you know, we lived in the States for six fucking years, and I felt like you are just on a plane every couple of weeks. didn't matter what it was, it was work stuff, it was other shit, holidays, visiting stuff, doing things, and, uh, you know, you get sort of used to uh, air travel being ingrained into what you do. And I always fucking hated it, it's just a pain in the ass. I just hate lines. You should speak to Old Mate about how much I hate lining up for shit. It's like just my absolute, nah, can't be fucked. It's like any restaurant that's like, oh, yeah, you got to line up. I'm like, I'll see you guys later. (laughs) I'm going to the pub, and I'm going to get a counter meal. I don't give a shit about lining up for a restaurant. There's plenty of other restaurants that'll be 98% as good. I don't fucking care about lining up. Uh, But air travel, like we only got, what, two... Flights, I think, with the Squid, because we went to Port Douglas for a holiday, which is fucking amazing, and then we got, like, uh, two weeks when uh, Old Mate had some holidays to burn, and we went to Fiji. It was fucking awesome. And, uh, yeah, the Squid, it was, like, pretty... It was small enough where it was completely manageable. You're just like, ah, well, you can just give him some food, and you'll be fine. And now he's three, and it's like, shit, we're going to go up to Queensland, I think, again in uh, after the playoffs. And I'm like, fucking hell, I haven't thought about having a kid on a plane for a while. And we got invited to a wedding over in the States and we can't go uh, because obviously old mate's pregnant and it'll be too close to like, the due date and all that sort of stuff, which sort of sucks. Uh, but at the same time, it's one of those things where you go, ah, oh, well, we also avoid 15 hours on a plane with a kid. <laughs> so pretty weird, pretty old. Anyway, so there you go. I like that one from Jingles, three kids on a plane home, fucking hell. But at least if you're that rich, you can at least go on first class, can't you? Or at least business, whatever the fuck. Anyway, I wouldn't know. Anyway, let's do some game previews for tomorrow. Or at least a game preview. Game preview. Game preview. Thanks inadvertent diverting, Not a problem, Jimmy. How was that weekend? Oh, so many beers. Yeah. I was so stoked that old mate came with me to the gig last night. It's like, you know, she's noticeably pregnant, hanging out with me. As I'm just sucking down pints, and <laughs> just rocking out, I was like this is fucking great. And we sort of ran through back some of the gigs that we've seen at the North uh, together, and it was pretty fun. I did drag her along to see a band called Winnebago Deal. She's like, "Was that the one with all the bikers?" I'm like, "Look, they were just old rock and roll heads that looked like bikers, who also might have been bikers." But it was like a, I think it was like a day or two after we saw uh, Kate Nash there, where I was the tallest dude in the. I was like. There's like four dudes in the room, and I was the tallest person in there by like a foot. It was pretty funny. Either way, good weekend. Ah, Right, Oh, of 3 on the picks, however. That's the way to soften that blow. 37 of 77 for the playoffs so far. That's a bit of a rough one. Uh, Yeah, I thought Boston would show up at home. Uh, I thought the Mavs would at least cover game two. And I mean, the fact that they were absolutely fucking smashing them, and they got belted uh from being up 19 to down and losing by nine is crazy to me. 51 to 25 run by the Warriors anyway and uh, then today I thought Dallas would bounce back if they lost game two uh so oh three that's all right. tomorrow we have Boston hosting Miami for game four. I'm going Boston minus six and a half uh I think Boston get a big Tatum game. I think where he's shown time and time again that he bounces back from adversity pretty well. And uh, he's definitely a guy that Miami are just like, well, PJ Tucker's going to bump and kill him time and time and time and time and time and time time again. That's why Jalen Brown can get loose and drop 40. I think Boston will try a couple of extra little uh, funky things to either get Tatum going earlier and quicker or get the ball out of his hands quicker. And I think we just see a much better, more well-rounded approach from Boston, even if Miami get Butler back, uh, which they probably will. Jimmy Butler's not going to... Miss a potential game to go up 3-1. Um, but I think Boston bounce back. They're six and, a half fav- six and a half point favorites though, which is pretty crazy considering they've just completely laid an egg at home. But I'll take the minus six and a half for Boston because I think they come out and they smash Miami in this one. So there we go. See how we go. And that's it. Holy shit, that's it for today. Unbelievable. What a world. Uh, nice one. Well, back tomorrow. Wrap that one up for you. In the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, face IGs, will the socials, Oh yeah, NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. Off-season wrap will take a little bit while, a bit, uh, a little bit longer. Gaz is away. Uh, World Wrestling Australia with Adam. Go check that out on YouTube. Get around the shop. NBA slash shop, or anywhere on the socials. Get a t-shirt. Come on, help a brother out. Uh, check us a rating review on your podcast app. Download the Noble app, bang in the code Stray, get twenty percent off. And big thanks, always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Uh, also thanks to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, should I, Green, Grand, Green and Dozers for the tunes you hear throughout the show. Give them all a smash on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia, Sports Australian Bands, so should you. Tell you what, I've got a big weekend up. Uh, I've got the Hold Steady in town. One of my all-time top four favorite bands. got a Hold Steady tattoo. Going to all three shows. Two shows at the Croxton. Show at the corner. Can't fucking wait. I've been doing nothing but listening to The Hold Steady already this week. So, pretty good. All right. We'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. We're going to finish up with a deli review. And uh, that'll be it. Cool. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And... latest ScoMo's! How the fuck are you? Just your mate Deli over here, just swinging by for my latest pop culture view and shit, eh? Yeah, just been hanging out with the firm and shit a bunch, been of the off-season. I sort of like kicking around the idea of like, oh, fuck, man. I wonder if like, I don't know, Miami or Boston or someone needs me to fly over and help out and shit, but... A bit too late, I reckon, for that, so yeah. I was just like hanging out in some saw my best mate Plugger the other day. As I mentioned last week, took the squid for a bit of a burl around and he's like lowered VL Commodore, sick as... Doing doughies in the Monitech car park and shit. But uh, uh couldn't do it this week because the election was on ace. So yeah, had to go get your democracy saucy and shit like that. And that's what today's Pop Culture Review is about, right? Because we're all having a pretty chill Saturday. And like the message, like, oh, we're going to go vote. I'm like, oh, fuck, there's an election. Oh, yeah, sick. Better go uh, do that. So I rolled in there, did my fucking thing, used my little pencil, wrote my name and it was like, fucking, oh, wait, I'm not meant to write my name on these, am I? I'm just meant to tell you And then I went to, then I drew a dick on it and it was like pretty funny and shit, eh? So I chucked that in there, but whatever. And we got home, it's like the missus is like, all right, now we're going to watch the election coverage. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Election coverage? And it's like, oh, yeah, fuck, we're now like back in Australia for the first time in for like forever. And like the rest of the time, I was like postal voting and shit. And she's like, fucking. No, 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 we got to see what's going on. I'm like, oh, fuck, there goes me Saturday. Better get some more tins, eh? And I'll tell you what, she put on the election coverage and it fucking bored me to tears. i got to tell you, I was bored out of my fucking brains. Politics is fucked as, like, so, like, you know, we're voted. I've got my saucy. After that, I don't want to give a fuck. And she's like, nah, we're going to watch a bunch of boring nerds blame each other for being shit out of their jobs. Get fucked. So I got 12 out of 10 Deli ones for me. All right. So there you go. That's it for me for this week. On your elbow. We'll catch you next time, eh? Later, fuck. A's Deli out.